We are at war, and it's not against our neighbors, spouses, children, politicians, or whatever else we feel like we're battling against. So the questions are, who's the fight against, and are we winning or losing? We're the Adkins, and we are a force to be reckoned with. Are Are you you ready ready to join join the the force? Hi, everyone. I am have been looking forward to today. I have Ashley Jackson here with me. Um, she is an author and she is on social media. Her presence over the last couple of years has just grown exponentially and she shares so much wisdom on there. She also works full time for Proverbs 31. And I have had the privilege of just following along Um her journey just because we've been somewhat connected through compel and proverbs 31 and so it's just been really fun to watch and today she is on our show and sharing about her book that is launching tomorrow and also we just get to hear some of her story so ashley welcome thank you so much for having me bethany this is so fun <laughs> yes, i'm so excited so all right first the thing i always am most excited to ask our podcast started you know, several years ago, because I wrestled with purpose for a long time. There's a lot of pressure around that word. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to originally have people on who just really seem to be stepping into their God-given purpose and living that out. And I wanted to hear about their journeys because it, I just felt like it was something I struggled with. And so I figured other people struggled as well. So my first question is where you are today author, social media expert, working for Proverbs 31, and you have a book launching tomorrow. Is that where you always had planned to be? I don't think so. I like to say that me and the Lord are on a need to know basis. And apparently I don't need to know. (laughs) (laughs) It's very much like you just do the next thing in front of you. You know, I think like I knew I was called actually when I was really young, I thought I was called to be a missionary. And so I for sure thought this was what was going to be the outcome. And the Lord was like, okay, well, we're going to go this way. And he gave me a husband that had never been out of the country, you know, like all of these things. And so I never really knew what it was going to end. Not that we're at the end, because I'm sure we'll shift and flow further. But I think it was just a passion, whatever I was passionate about. I just kept doing that thing in front of me. and. Then the Lord just kept going boop, boop, like opening doors as I did that, which is wild. That I that is so awesome. And that has always seemed to be the underlying theme. Some people say, absolutely not. It's nothing. I thought I was going to be a doctor and here I am doing this completely <laughs> different thing. But the underlying theme that everyone shares is that it's just one act of obedience after the other. And yeah. I love that. You're on a, did you say don't need to know basis? I need to know basis. And I, don't need- <laughs> I love that. Okay. So fast forward to today, your book releases tomorrow and on your book summary, it says God is good at redeeming heartache. When we reach that place where the only choice is to run to God or run from him, we can hold tight because the transformation and blessings will come. So can you just dive in a little bit onto your story and the heart behind the book and your struggles? And yeah, we'll go from there. 
Yeah. So for me, I just really, I grew up a good girl, quote unquote, right? I grew up in the church and was super involved. And I think what I didn't realize was that I had a lot of my identity wrapped up in what I did for God. And then I got married not long after that got pregnant. And I, after I had my son, it was like, I had my son, I quit my job, which was at a church and I was just a stay at home mom. And I ended up having postpartum depression. And so I felt like I wasn't needed anymore in the places where I had previously looked for validation. And of course, like I went to a Christian school growing up. I was a missionary for a while. I was like this go-to Christian girl or whatever. And now I felt like I had nothing to offer the Lord. I was broken. Um, I felt rejected to my core. And I know all the verses. I know all the right things to do. And yet I felt just as desperate, no matter how much I tried to help myself get out of that place, I almost started to resent people like throwing Bible verses at me. I'm like, I already know, like, that's not helping me. Even it it just made me feel um, ashamed because I felt like I didn't have faith, one, in what that verse said. And two, it made me feel ashamed that it wasn't working for me. Like I was doing something wrong and I was a bad Christian. And so that is where my tired of trying really came from. And my season was really a long five years of this wrestling with God. And I always like think of the idea that I want to know what the lesson is so we can learn it (laughs) and move on. What is the lesson? You know, relate to that. Yes. (laughs) And so I kept telling the Lord, or I would have this like, perception like I think I learned it Lord right like we're we're moving out of this season now and he was like not quite <laughs> and what I think I didn't realize was that it was the process that I needed it wasn't the lesson necessarily there were lessons throughout it and I'm thankful for all of, all of those but there was something that needed to be broken in me, uh, uh, or replaced roots that needed to be replaced that were lies. And so that process took a lot longer than I ever expected. Yeah. Oh, I can relate to so much of that. And I think that so many people can, but it's just something that often isn't talked about that. that I can't even explain the season that you're talking about. It's not numbness, but it's just, uh, it's like, you just have to be obedient in that season where you feel nothing. Yes. Yes. So, and it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so hard. It's almost harder than feeling complete like unbelief or anger because it's just like, yeah, it's yeah. not so hard. Yes. Yes. So, okay. So you talk about breaking out of the cycle of frustration by saying yes to kind of wrestling through what we're talking about. And as Christians, I do feel like sometimes we believe this lie that we can't wrestle. So in this season, like you said, you feel guilty, like you don't have faith. And or sometimes this is where people just walk away completely. And so we just feel like we can't wrestle through this. But I have learned personally and so much in the last even few years that I grow so much in that wrestling when I choose to wrestle and when I choose to lean into it. 
So I'm wondering if you can elaborate more on this, what you mean by that and how listeners. So maybe there's somebody out there who's like, yes, I felt like this for years. You know, I'm getting up, I'm in the word, but I just, I, I'm not feeling this. Right. What would you say to that person? Like, how do they begin with this wrestling? I think one way, and I, it took me a process to get to this, but really asking the Lord, what is it you're trying to reveal to me during the season? What is it? Is there, are there lies that I'm believing is show me the patterns in my life? Because I think sometimes we live out these same patterns because of lies that we believe. I always use my own example that I have like a deep fear, core fear and belief that I still struggle with to this day that I am going to be rejected and I'm rejectable. And so I will go into situations almost expecting to be rejected because that's what I believe about myself. And so a lot of times I wrote a post about this yesterday. It's like we kind of give off closed body language, a little bit of fear, a little bit of holding back. And so the body language response to that is like, oh, she like doesn't want to be approached. And then I go home from that circumstance, like, see, told you I was rejected. I'm rejected. I'm rejectable. And so like during that time, I feel like the Lord started, he, he showed me, I need to deal with the roots of our, what are at this, at your core, because I was trying to whack away at the weeds <laughs> and they would just come back up because I wasn't addressing what was at the root of them. And sometimes I think we, because life is busy and whatever is like, we don't have time to look at the roots why do I keep finding myself in the same painful situation? Or sometimes it could be like apathy or even depression sometimes is like, is there something I refuse? I'm refusing to look at. Is there something that like, I'm disappointed that God hasn't done? Do I feel like I'm not connecting with him because nothing ever happens? I'm frustrated because there's no outcomes and is there something that I need to actually be more honest with him about? Like, I'm kind of frustrated with you, Lord, that everybody else is getting what I'm praying for. And that hurts my feelings. Now we know God doesn't purposely hurt us because he's perfect. And I think that's where we get like, don't be sacrilegious. Don't be bad Christian. But we already feel like that anyways. So just to take it to him and say, this is gross and it's in my heart. Can you please help me work through this and process this with you rather than me trying to figure out like, how can I clean myself up without you and then be okay with you? Yeah. Yes. That makes so much sense. And that is so good. So when you're talking about this transformation, I'm just, and through this wrestling, I mean, you can say that transformation and blessing will come if we hold on to God through these seasons. So you're talking about, you know, being honest with God. And I think that that is such an important thing. It's something even in my life right now that I'm journaling through. And it's stuff that you like, you wouldn't even say out loud to anybody. Yeah. So you feel like I can't bring this to God, but he already knows our thoughts and he knows our heart. And so I think that there is that he wants us to bring those ugly thoughts to him. And he wants us to be honest because when we get those out, the best person, and he's not even a person, but the the one that we should be giving those to, those thoughts right. to, isn't our friend, isn't our husband or, you know, our parent. It is God because he will, mm-hmm. he will make every wrong right. And it might not be the answers that we want. 
Mm. Uh, but practically, when you talk about this, like I said, for me, it's often journaling. Mm. What are so like what are practical ways that you got these thoughts out and walked through this wrestling? Yeah, that's good. I think, well, I realized it did take quite a long process to even figure out like that this is something I need to be practical about. You know, I feel like sometimes Christianity is like all ideas or, you know, like we're supposed to feel a certain way. And even I was driving the other day and I was like, maybe miracles feel regular too, Lord, like just every day, like some, like we, I think we expect it to be like, Oh, this feeling, you know, cause I let my feelings lead a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <me too. laughs> um, but I think it was starting to think about what I was thinking about. And so I realized that he needed to teach me how to fight back from the enemy's lies by helping me learn to take my thoughts captive one thought at a time. And realizing that actually every time I was mean towards somebody else in my mind, that that was actually, first of all, come obviously coming from my heart, but that was really a reflection of how I felt about myself Mm. and that I needed to work on taking those thoughts captive. And that's not a passive thing to do. It's, I still have this weird, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's like, This thing that when I'm thinking anxious thoughts, I'll say out loud, love you. And my kids and my husband just go, love you too, because I'm not really saying it to anyone necessarily. Um, But it was a thought pattern breaker. Yeah. And during my hardest seasons, I took it as the Lord saying, I love you to me when I was struggling with my anxious thoughts. And so I needed to get out of that rumination where you can, you know, you kind of get stuck in a cycle, <laughs> you know, and then we just escalate and it just gets crazier and crazier. Yeah. And so that was like one of the practical things that I started to do is really like, I, I've got to quit doing this. I have to refocus my thoughts. And it with the biggest thing that I learned is that it's a practice. You don't do it once. And then it's like building muscle at the gym or whatever you, sometimes you have to tear it down for it to get stronger, but you have to keep showing up over and over. And even if you don't see the change, like you were saying, that's the the wrestling season is showing up and doing the mundane hard work that no one ever sees. Yes. So tying all of everything that we talked about into a force to be reckoned with, which is the name of our podcast. And the big theme of our podcast is spiritual warfare. You mm. posted a carousel. I don't know. It was a couple of weeks ago and it was like the final push that I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to reach out because this is just too good <laughs> to not. I'm going to read the carousel. Okay. Um, but Yeah, before I do, the theme of a force to be reckoned with is to recognize that we have a real enemy and Mm. there is he is the enemy that wants to do everything in his power to keep us from living out our God given purpose. He wants to steal, kill and destroy. And I feel that often he does that in the most subtle way. So in seasons of feeling nothing in seasons of wrestling and seasons of discouragement, it's not 
it's often not this like big explosion that happens. It's so subtle. And that's how he does. He does it because he's tricky and he's conniving. And so I have no doubt that everything that we talked about today has to do with spiritual warfare and has to do with the enemy trying to keep you from the call on your life. And he uses the same tactic on others. And so I'm just going to read this carousel. And after I'm done, if you just want to close out um, with any encouragement or reminders for somebody who might be growing bitter in this season and needs reminded that, yes, this is hard, but you're at war and keep fighting. Don't give up. We can't let the enemy win. So here I go with the carousel. It's the one where it says when the hard season is long. And I just want to say, like, I feel that so many believers right now are facing this hard, long season for many different reasons, but it just feels heavier than it's been. Uh, So you said God has never ceased to be faithful and you aren't the one person he's going to let slip through the cracks. Holding on to God will always be worth it, no matter how long it takes. Don't let your struggle become your identity. Don't define yourself as the one with the hard and disappointing life. Guard yourself from becoming resentful about how long this is taking and refusing to remember all the years that God has been faithful to you. And this is where it gets really good. (laughs) The enemy will tempt you by reminding you how tired of trying you are, how nice it might feel to let bitter roots grow up around your heart. This bitterness may feel like a wall of protection, but they are really there to choke the life out of you and turn your heart away from God. In these seasons, be honest with God. Tell him you need his strength. Tell him the lies feel true and ask him to intervene. There's more happening in this season than you realize. Every day, make the small choice to hold on to God and remember his goodness. So good. So, so good. (laughs) I'm like, that was the Holy Spirit because it was ministering to me. (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i mean if you could just share encouragement i'm just thinking of the mom or even the dad out there or the friend who is there there are bitter roots growing and they do want to give up and the season has been they're tired down to their bones um Mm. they just need reminded that this is a bigger battle get back up and keep fighting Mm, so good well first of all i love your heart about that because we need people who are willing to fight. We need to be those people who are called by God and know who we are. We know our rights in him and we stand up and we do the thing. But I, I'm immediately reminded, I think it's in Luke 22. And this was a huge part of the reminder that God had in my heart during this whole season for me. And that is where Jesus is talking to Peter and says to him, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that when, that your faith will not fail and that when you return, you will strengthen your brothers and that there was a permission given to be shaken in it. Basically like the sifting is violently shaken, but the sifting happened in order that the things that can't, that are impure, that shouldn't be there fall out. And the thing that remains is the things that are pure and things that should be there and the things that God wants to use moving forward. And the beautiful part about Jesus saying like, I will pray for you that your faith will not fail. Maybe sometimes you feel like you are failing, but that you can that. And I I say that in the book. And I think this is true. Like there's a difference between being tired or trying and being done and you're not done. 
because you're still trying and the Lord, you know, like there's a thing when you know the Lord and you've walked with him and he's been good to you, like you're ruined for life. You know, you just know this is real hard, but the Lord's going to get me through. And then he says, and when, when, not if, when you return, strengthen your brothers and nothing gives you authority in other people's lives to minister to them, like walking through something that you didn't think you're going to get through. Mm. but God was faithful. Right. And then you, you turn back to that person who's about to walk into those treacherous waters and you're, you're able to shout out, trust him. He's faithful. He's good. And those stories matter. People need that. And that this is not our kingdom. This is his kingdom. And he's using every little thing in order to keep bringing people along. And it matters. It matters. That is so, so good. Um, And it also reminds me of Romans 5, verses 3 through 5, where it says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance, character and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's Mm -hmm. love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. I mean, if there's no other reason to walk through your trials than to let them be for something and Mm -hmm. use those lessons and those hardships to help someone who's, you know, 10 to 15 steps behind you, let it be that because he can use, use your heart for good. So, oh, it's so good. I am so excited for your book to come out. I think everything from the cover to the description to just the heart behind it is incredible. And I can't wait for people to get their hands on it. And I'm so excited for you. Um, how anything you want to leave listeners with, um, we'll link your social media and all that in your, in the show notes, but yeah, just, or where they can get the book or anything like that. Yeah. So if they, uh, it will all be on my website, which is actually morganjackson.com. It's available most places where books are sold, but yeah, I just, if you are in that season, I just want to remind you that God has a good story for you. And this, just because this part hurts, doesn't mean it's not still good. So keep trusting him in that. Thank you so much, Ashley. Yeah, thank you. 